0: the time of listening to this episode it will be monday at the earliest monday january 3rd at the time of recording this episode it is still late december december 30th to be exact However, I need to have this episode finished by Sunday night, and since I will be attending a little shindig for New Year's Eve tomorrow night, I wanted to make sure that I got a bit of a head start on this to give myself a little bit of extra time over the weekend to get this one cranked out for you. I do want to say that I hope everybody enjoyed listening to the best of episodes that I released last week. Hopefully you heard some clips that you had completely forgotten about or totally remembered and were just hoping, oh boy, I hope he does that one. If you're ever trying to share the show with a friend moving forward now, that's also a great tool to use is by letting them know, hey, go check out the best of episodes, and that'll give you an idea of what the show is about. So as you may have guessed on our show today, we're going to discuss pretty much all things New Year's celebration, Ah! including the dreaded resolution, the New Year's resolution a.k.a. the annual lie that you tell to yourself every year. But we'll get into that a little later. First, I want to discuss the classic song that is sung every New Year's Eve as the clock strikes midnight and the new year has arrived, Auld Lang Syne, an old Scottish song, I believe. I did not do a ton of research. I mean, by not a ton, I mean, I may have done, like, one quick Google search yesterday. But the song, I'm sure you've heard it. Basically, the idea of this song is to try and evoke fond memories from people and to have them think fondly about people and things from their past. But to me, that seems kind of counterintuitive of the nature of New Year's Day and the clock striking midnight. I would understand maybe playing Auld Lang Syne at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, even 11.45. But at midnight... There should be something more, okay, let's look forward now. Let's quit looking back fondly on things of the past. That's the whole point of New Year's Day and the celebrating of the new year, is that all that stuff from the past is just in the past. You have a whole new year ahead of you. Additionally, it's an old-ass Scottish song, so no one really knows any of the fucking words.
1: It's
0: again, goes back to, like, happy birthday or pomp and circumstance where people are just going to more or less hum along and act like they know what the hell the words are but they don't even know i would challenge any of you to just simply spell the title "Old lang syne without looking it up and my guess is the majority of you would get it absolutely wrong honestly before i looked it up and did a little teeny teensy weensy bit of research before i did that i would have gotten close but i probably still would not have gotten it 100 percent accurate and correct so just remember this next year, well, almost a year from now, on December 31st of 2022, if you are hosting a New Year's Eve party and you have any desire to play Auld Lang Syne from a traditional perspective, consider playing it at 11:45 pm or earlier. Find a different song to play at midnight. That's a bit more. Let's get this party started. It's a brand new year. That's the point. And of course, there are a slew of other midnight traditions granted that's just the midnight for the time zone that you live in people one or two states over won't celebrate those traditions until an hour later, two hours later, three hours later, at least here in the United States. That pretty much wraps up the entire spectrum of the time zones and of course everybody that does not live in the eastern time zone in the United States, everyone else they get kind of screwed out of the celebration of Dick Clark's Rockin' New Years. Even if they delay the broadcast and start it so that it shows the ball dropping at midnight. They know that shit already dropped three hours ago. This is false advertising. That's bullshit. And now we have Mr. Ryan Seacrest. I believe he's still the one filling in. Well, not (laughs) filling in anymore because Dick Clark ain't doing no more rocking New Year's. As a matter of fact, he should have stopped long before he did. They should not have been putting him on camera. Every year it was like watching someone slowly have a stroke at the same time as receiving an Alzheimer's diagnosis. It was Horrible. Killed his legacy, in my opinion. Showmanship, George. When you hit that
1: high note, you say goodnight and walk off. You can't just leave. It's the way they do it in Vegas. You never played Vegas. I hear things.
0: I don't know if it was the last year that he did it. God, I hope it was. But there was one year where they were counting down from ten, and he got confused. I mean, he could barely speak as it
1: was. It was like, Oh, I no, uh, Two. No, not two yet, Dick. I'm not
0: sure exactly what he did, but it was it was something that was just like this is the most basic thing that you need to contribute as the host of this show is the 10 second countdown followed by the three words Happy New Year. But he was not capable of even doing that. They should never ever have put him in front of a camera. And shame on his friends and family for letting that happen. I understand it was part of the tradition, but he really wasn't doing that much. He was just kind of being shown occasionally. Ryan Seacrest was already handling the majority of the heavy lifting because Dick Clark could barely lift his fucking head and eyebrows. He certainly couldn't count backwards from 10. I hope he didn't get pulled over on the way home. Ah! But yeah, that tradition continues, still called Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's, as it should be, but it's lost its luster a little bit. There is no way in hell you could not pay me to go to Times Square and be a part of that celebration. I would gladly sit in a hotel room in Times Square and look down on the celebration while I drink my booze from my mini bar or whatevs while I am able to go take a pee-pee or a poo-poo if I need to. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of those people that go down there, in order to get close enough to where the broadcast and all that is going on, you have to get there pretty early. And once you're there, you ain't moving. So these people, I assume, are wearing diapers And just by midnight, they're all cheering and watching Mariah Carey do her quick little one song after the ball drops, all with just pissy diapers. That sounds like fun, Jeff. I have been to New York City once. I have been to Times Square. Well, I mean, multiple times during that visit because my hotel was in Times Square. And it was a few weeks before Christmas, so I'm not sure what the normal busy times are for New York City, but I would guess around Christmas time with the Rockhead and the Rockefeller tree. I would assume that's a slightly busier time from a touristy perspective, which is the reason I went at that time of year. But even then, it could be difficult to walk the sidewalks at certain times of day or night because of all of the people. I can't imagine filling that thing, that little area with thousands of people all pushed together, all pee-peeing in their diapers. Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's brought to you by Depends. I've gotten to the point where I don't really watch it. I mean, maybe from a traditional perspective, I may flip it on with five, ten minutes left. I think that's probably what most people do nowadays. They find a movie, or maybe there's a sports game on. I know there's going to be you know, a couple college football playoff games going on tomorrow. The second one probably running damn near up the middle. Midnight. So my guess is most people don't really tune in for the majority of the broadcast. They just tune in to watch the ball drop. Which, oddly enough, is also what a pediatric urologist likes to do. So now this giant, massive, fucking lit-up ball is descending... linked to the countdown so that as soon as the ball hits the bottom it lights up the new year 2022 and it the expectation is instantly at midnight you gotta kiss somebody When did that become a requirement? And then, of course, following the kiss, we have to go all play and act like we can sing along with Auld Lang Syne. I'm pretty sure there are some traditions that take place uh, regarding, like, what people make to eat on New Year's Day. It might, like, be... I think there's some sauerkraut involved because the... Eating sauerkraut is good luck. I'm not sure why stuffing shredded cabbage that smells and tastes like old gym socks into my mouth is good luck. Honestly, it seems like a pretty awful way to start my year out. But stupid fucking traditions, stupid superstitions. If anyone in my family or household ever made a specific traditional New Year's meal, I sure as shit do not remember it. It was only recently that I found out that there was traditional meals served on New Year's Day. I always thought New Year's Day was just like, All right, nothing to see here. Everybody move along. Like, everything's over. The whole celebration is on New Year's Eve. New Year's Day is just recovering from New Year's Eve and praying to God that you can actually start your resolutions by the first day. I'm going to push it back to day two. I kind of feel crappy today. No big deal. And I believe I have mentioned that in a previous episode. Perhaps it was the holidays and birthdays episode, but it does seem a little weird that everybody does all of their celebrating on New Year's Eve. Kind of like the way that All Lang Syne doesn't make sense being played after midnight. Shouldn't the party be on New Year's Day or the night of New Year's Day to celebrate the new year? Instead, what everybody's doing is celebrating the outgoing of the old year, and usually by the time the new year rings in, people are pretty swasted and might not recall anything that happens to start the new year. I don't even remember who I kissed, but her breath smelled like a dog's butthole. <gasps> So that brings us to the tradition of resolutions. Resolutions, schmresolutions. I could not tell you the last time I made a New Year's resolution. Yeah, I used to make them back in the day when I was younger and still had a remote amount of positive outlook toward this piece of shit world that we live in. But honestly, resolutions are stupid, why? Why do you have to wait until a certain day of the year to make a resolution for something that you want to do to improve your fucked up self? People should be making resolutions and starting resolutions to themselves throughout the entire course of the year. Because there is a good chance that whatever resolution or promise you make to yourself, you're going to cheat, you're going to fail. And then you're going to have to start that bitch over a little later. Now, while I did not research this, I would assume that probably the number one thing that most people in this day and age make as a New Year's resolution, does anyone want to guess? Diet and exercise. That would be my guess. I'm sure if you backtrack to, like, the 80s or early 90s, a lot of people, it might have been, you know, quit smoking. But I'm sure that diet and exercise has always been one of the number one resolutions made in the United States, if not the number one. And it makes sense to start that resolution on New Year's Day because you're thinking, well, I... I don't want to start it in October because there's a bunch of Halloween candy coming up. I guess I could start it in November. Wait, no, there's Thanksgiving with a bunch of food. Hmm, maybe December. I don't think there's anything. Oh, no, Christmas cookies and Christmas dinner. Well, then I'll start right after Christmas. December 26th. Oh, wait. I have to go to a New Year's party and consume 4,000 calories of liquor. Maybe I'll just start on January 1st. So it makes sense from a diet perspective to just wait. I will tell you that years ago, I sprained my ankle and due to doctor visits that showed that my blood pressure was a little high, not enough to put me on medicine, but they said maybe you should change some stuff about your lifestyle, your dieting, your exercise, (laughs) etc. And I did, because I didn't want to be put on blood pressure medication. I lost 60 pounds in less than a year, and I started that diet I want to say it was around September or October, and I had to be extremely disciplined through Thanksgiving, through Christmas, around Christmas candy, around Halloween candy, and I was. Because discipline is the most important aspect to diet and exercise. You can diet and you can exercise, but if you are not disciplined with either and or both, you will not achieve anywhere close to the results that you want to achieve. And that's why resolutions fucking suck because discipline is the hardest part. Your resolution should not be to diet and exercise more. Your resolution should be, I'm going to be more disciplined. If you can't figure out the fucking Rubik's cube of self-discipline, you will never achieve proper dieting and exercise with the payoff that you expect. Not even close. Because you'll find reasons for cheat days. There was a birthday at work on Wednesday and they had some cake. I just had a small little piece. Oh, on Friday it was date night and a new restaurant opened up. I just had a teeny tiny little double cheeseburger. Oh, on Saturday the football game was on and somebody brought over nacho chips and dip. I just ate a little bit of all of it. There's always reasons. Same with exercise. You will always find reasons and give yourself excuses, and that's where the discipline is not there. Same thing with quitting smoking or any addictive habit that you might have. If you truly do not want to quit and are able to be disciplined, you won't. You'll cheat, and before you know it, you're right back where you were on December 31st. So, in the scheme of things, I don't really see a reason to have a New Year's resolution. You are more than welcome to make a New Year's resolution if you want, but I'm going to tell you, if you're making that resolution simply because it's January 1st, you are more than likely going to fail, because that is not a good enough fucking reason. You need something, some motivation, like, Pretty soon, if something doesn't change, we're gonna have to put you on blood pressure medicine. That's a fucking motivation. I didn't think to myself, okay, well, I really don't want to get on blood pressure medication, but I got three months of holidays coming up, so I'm just gonna keep letting my blood pressure get worse until January 1st. Boom! So smart! And it's okay to fall off the wagon, or fall off the horse, or whatever euphemism you want to use with... (laughs) Thank you. The <laughs> cat cheating or not following through on a promise or resolution you made to yourself, whether it be on January 1st or any other time of the year. That's okay. It's like the people that spend their whole lives just trying to be fit. They run every 5K and half marathon and this and that and never smoke a cigarette, never take a shot of any booze in their entire life. And then one day when they're out for a jog at the age of 47, they get hit by a driver who's texting on his phone with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and a couple empty bush light cans in the back seat have a little fun it's okay it's life the purpose of life is to live it that's the secret Everyone wants to know the secret of life. There you go. That's what it is. Live. That's the secret to life. That is our meaning. That is our purpose in this life is to live. Nothing more. We assign these extra expectations to ourselves. The idea that we have to leave some mark on history when in the end, most of that history is going to get so far away that it really doesn't matter the mark you left. You will be forgotten outside of history classes. Just like Guy Lombardi Bardo. who's Guy kind of bardo exactly my point he's the guy responsible for why auld lang syne is commonly played in the united states at the stroke of midnight on new year's eve he was a canadian that eventually lived in america and was kind of a big band leader back in the early 1900s and i want to say that based on that little Google search that I did about Auld Lang Syne, in 1929, he started playing that on some, what I assume at the time would have been a radio broadcast, to celebrate New Year's Eve, or New Year's Day. And ever since then, it has become a staple and a tradition in almost every household. Even if you don't play it yourself, I guarantee you, they're playing it when the ball drops at midnight, that's when that song starts. Listen for it, you'll hear it. But that's a pretty big historical impact to have on an entire nation, which I'm sure has bled through to many other countries, and most people would not know who the hell Guy Lombardo is. Didn't he used to be a quarterback for the Chicago Bears? No, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. I will say before I wrap up that while I am not having any New Year's resolutions, not, which is consistent with at least the last 15 years of my life, maybe 20 but moving forward into the future, which right now for me includes even the latter part of 2021. I'm not waiting till January 1st. Fuck that. But I kind of last night had a little bit of a realization because I've gotten a little burned out on my original music that I've written and released. And again, as I've mentioned, I have an entirely new album that I need to just finish up and release of, I want to say seven, maybe eight new songs. I've got a whole other four song ep waiting to be produced after that pretty much completely recorded but i kind of just lost interest in doing it because the ep that i released last year eh, just no one's really paying that much attention to it outside of the people i know and it's like well what is the point why bother so you lose that motivation. However, the other night, just to try and wind down before I went to bed, I started watching the movie Yesterday, which I've seen once before, but noticed was on Hulu and thought, yeah, it was. I remember that being a pretty decent movie. I want to watch that again. And if for anyone who has not seen the movie, I mean, it's good. It's not great, but it's kind of set in this world where the main character is like a kind of just acoustic musician around town over in England, kind of similar to the way that I do performances, not really garnering any success and no one could give two shits about his original songs. And he gets into this accident where he gets hit by a bus on his bike and something happens that when he wakes up, the world is pretty much the same except for the fact that the Beatles never existed. However, he still remembers a lot of their songs. So he becomes hugely popular re-recording and releasing Beatles tracks, but everyone thinks that they're his songs. And I kind of had this thought process while watching the movie that that's kind of similar to the story of my original music, except unlike the Beatles where it was released and hugely received. Received, well, it was the opposite. It wasn't. It was released, but not hugely received. But what if I died? I mean, would we live in a day and age where if somehow I died in some manner and people found all of these tracks, professionally recorded and produced tracks of what I consider to be really good music, if people found those, would I somehow posthumously become famous with my music? And it's similar to the way that this guy was releasing Beatles songs after the fact. Well, after the fact in his head, brand new to everybody else, because that's how it would be in this world If my stuff came out, shit, it might be something I released five, ten years ago, but to everyone else who's never fucking heard it, it's brand new. And I do believe in my music. I think it is great music. I think it is better than most of the churned out garbage that is out there right now. I listen to recordings and albums that I made independently and never really released because digital media didn't exist 20 years ago. And it's like these songs still stand up today. I could re-record these songs and they would still not sound outdated. That's pretty fucking cool. You know, the same goes with the podcast. Because of my disdain with social media, I don't really do a whole lot to promote my music or the podcast. I don't have a huge following on social media, so when I let people know that a new episode is out there, really no one knows. And the few people that are seeing it either already subscribe to the podcast and will be notified by the platform that they listen to the podcast on, or they're just your average person on social media that sees my post and don't give a fuck. Also, you know, there's this new NFT thing, which I still, I need to research and get a better grip on what the fucking NFT is. I know it's a non-fungible token and it could be like digital artwork and people are making millions of dollars on just bullshit pictures. But I've got a lot of digital art that I tried to start selling through canvases or t-shirts on Etsy, hugely unsuccessfully. Maybe I take some of that artwork and start turning them into NFTs and see what happens there. Who knows? But my point being is I am making a resolution, a promise to myself moving forward, not waiting until January 1st, but I will need to be disciplined with this. But I'm going to start really, really trying to get my music, get my podcast, get my artwork out to the world there have to be other ways to do it other than just basic social media approaches i've tried to increase my social media usage it's still not very strong because i hate it but i'll be damned if my shit is going to get recognized after i die or i'll be damned if like in the world of the movie yesterday where the whole world doesn't know that these awesome songs exist Except for this one dude and two other people who approach him at the end and he thinks he's busted, he's in trouble because he knows that they know that these were songs written by the Beatles. But they're like the only other two people in the world that remember the Beatles and instead of wanting to call him out on it, they just want to thank him because they miss hearing those songs and are so thankful that he brought them back into the world that they remember. And why shouldn't I do that with my own stuff that I believe in wholeheartedly? Why shouldn't I try and bring that stuff out to people who don't know what they're missing? At least that's my perspective. And yeah, that could sound very arrogant. I don't give a shit. I'm a musician. If a musician or an artist does not love their own product as much, if not more, than every other person on the planet... Well, that's just stupid. Clearly that person has given up and is just cranking out mediocre bull sugar for the sake of a paycheck. I truly scrutinize everything I do. I cut multiple songs from every album I release. Not that they're bad songs, but they just don't stand up as well as the other ones from my perspective. So look forward to that. You know, in the meanwhile, you guys are more than welcome to go search Jeff Schaefer on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, everywhere. You can get digital streaming music, J-E-S. F S H A F F E R is how you spell Jeff Schaefer. The album I released, the four-song EP last year is called Ghosts. I think it's an amazing album. It's a little dark. It was during quarantine, but still some really cool fucking songs. And I assure you that the stuff that I have on the next album, which will be titled Broken Record, really cool stuff. I consider it to be even better than the EP Ghosts. And that's the goal. You always want to try and put out something that continuously gets better. But that is my goal moving forward, is I'm going to believe in myself a hell of a whole lot more. I'm going to ignore and wipe away any discouragement that comes with almost 30 years of writing and recording and releasing music and performing at gigs, and for the most part, completely unappreciated and for the most part, not even fucking noticed. If you're gonna make a resolution, maybe think outside the box. Don't go with diet and weight loss. Don't go with quitting cigarettes. If you want to do something like that, then you need to really want to do it because that's the only way you're going to have the discipline. If you're looking for something just to say, you know what? Starting in this new year, I'm going to do something a little differently. Maybe you're going to go out of your way to be more cordial and greeting people at the office in the morning. Maybe you're going to say, you know what? I make sure that I kiss my wife at least five times a day a lot of you might think five times a day that's not very much yeah but once you're married 20 30 years most of those kisses are just quick little pecks goodbye a lot of times you get to the point where you don't even kiss every time you leave or come home five kisses in a given day for every day you'd be surprised how many marriages even good marriages don't currently have a minimum of five kisses every day take it from the guy with multiple ex-wives i know what i'm talking about so again, I hope everyone had a very happy, a very safe New Year's Eve celebration. I hope your New Year's Day was not too overwhelmed with hangover or regret. Until next time, I'm Jeff. No, not too yet, Dick! And I'm Jeff. I don't even remember who I kissed, but her breath smelled like a dog's butthole. Good night. Good night. <laughs>
1: To the devil and I prayed, and I showed him the mess that I've made, and I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over, but the devil just laughed in my face. I went to the God of fire and said, Can you turn the heat a little higher? Covered me with water So I went to the lake. i mm-hmm.